0: Good morning, everyone. We want to welcome you to the service today and uh, want to thank you for taking the time for to join us and to watch. And we ask that you would um, pay close attention to what the Lord says to you today. And uh, just a few things. Um, uh, if you have a need or need to talk to someone, and um, maybe the Lord deals with your heart and you're not a member of our church and you want to know how to get in contact with us, you can contact us through our um, church. Facebook page, obviously you're watching it on that. and uh, Or you can call the church, 270 623 8890. And I'd be glad to help you any way I can. And um, we're praying and trusting that the Lord's going to use these uh, for his glory and honor. And uh, also for our church members, this is the first Sunday uh, of the month. And as you know, uh, the first Sundays we receive our missions offering. And uh, our missions, our, our missionaries are in as much need right now as we are, if not more. Uh, we have some in South Africa, and they're in a 21-day lockdown. And uh, uh, and and their lockdown there is uh, uh, is a little bit more serious than ours here. They're um, they're not letting people get by as much as they are here for now. But but so if you uh, if you want to give uh, your missions offering, you can send it to the church. Um, or you can send it to brother nathan or brother jared and we'll make sure that gets uh, put in and counted and accounted for but let's pray and ask the lord bless this service and uh, the ladies are going to sing for us and then we're going to preach what the lord's laid on our heart father god we thank you for this morning and lord we ask that you'd help us lord as we enter into this time lord we pray that your spirit would be here and would be with us and lord not only would your spirit be here But, Father, that your spirit, Lord, might go to the homes of those that are watching and would speak to them. And I pray, God, today that if there's one out there watching this that's not saved, Lord, they don't know you. And right now, Lord, their heart's full of fear. I pray, God, that you would speak to them. And, Lord, draw them and show them, Lord, their lost condition. And, Lord, give them the faith they need, Lord, to trust you today. Lord, we pray you bless this service. Lord, we know that this is not... How we'd like to meet or how we'd like to worship, but Lord, uh, we pray that you bless us anyhow and give us what we stand in need of, Lord it's in Jesus precious name we pray, amen, Our ladies will sing you pray for them and, and listen to this song.
1: and may Keep Changes never. This man rose again in victory. This man with his blood divine settled it for all time and now he lives to intercede for me.
0: Thank you ladies. We're going to be in Exodus chapter 12 this morning. Exodus chapter 12, that's the text the Lord's laid upon our heart. And uh, this is a special time uh, for Christians, um, Palm Sunday. And uh, as we approach next Sunday, Easter Sunday, um, it's, a, it's a special time. And um, and uh, some I don't know yet, I'm still praying what the Lord have us do in the week to come, Um This situation is changing, and uh, it changes every day. So we're just going to pray and ask the Lord to help us, um, give us discernment, and um, know what He would have us to do. And these are unprecedented times uh, in our our nation and for our churches, and uh, it's not easy to know what to do. And uh, you know, what's sad today is, I've noticed this. Um, in a time, if there's ever been a time where God's people should be drawing closer to each other uh, and closer to the Lord, um, it should be now. But I see it seems that some, um, they're, they're, they're more divisive now than they've ever been. And uh, we believe that each church uh, is autonomous and has the right to govern itself and, and decide for itself what the Lord's will is for it. Um, but it seems people have a hard time grasping that. And getting a hold of that. But we need to pray this morning for our leaders, for our nation, for all those in health care, doctors, nurses, um, physicians, um, emergency workers, paramedics. Um, They're under extreme uh, pressure right now, and they need our prayers. And just because this virus uh, hasn't come and hit close to your home doesn't mean it's not hitting close to others' homes. Uh, lots of preachers I know are, are dealing with this right now. Several are sick, um, and some are very critically ill. And, uh, and I say we should all treat this seriously and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and do our best to make sure that we help uh, get this um, situation under control. And uh, your parents need to make your kids stay home, and uh, your daddies need to get a backbone, and tell them not they can't be riding around, hobnobbing, carrying on. And I would say more, but we're on live. If I, if it was in church, I would say more. Uh, but anyhow, I, I want to preach this morning. I'll Exodus chapter twelve, and uh, preach to you what the Lord's laid on my heart. Exodus chapter twelve, and uh, we'll begin reading in verse number eleven. The Bible says, "And thus shall you eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet." And your staff in hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood... I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. God told Moses to tell the people, he says, uh, there's a plague coming. And he told them that they needed to go to their homes. They needed to get their families, their children, and hide them inside their homes. They needed to take a lamb and shed his blood and put it on the doorpost of the house. And they needed to stay inside uh, until the morning, until the, sun, until the plague was over and the sun rose again. I thought about that this week and, and you know we're in a similar times today. We've been told to go home and to stay home, to stay inside uh, for our own safety, and not only for our own safety, but for the safety of others, and uh, and I want to preach this morning uh, on that thought: safe at home, safe at home, and uh, that's what God was telling these people, or His people, that if they go home and uh, they would put the door of the, lamb, the the blood of the lamb upon the doorpost. That they would be safe at home. No doubt today across the world millions, uh, uh, millions upon millions are behind the doors of their home. Uh, They're there trying to keep themselves and their families safe and healthy. Uh, And this morning I I believe we should treat this uh, uh, plague, this virus seriously. Uh, But I want you to know this morning there's a much worse plague. Uh, in the world today other than the coronavirus it's sin Uh, and 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 not only is it sin but death is coming Uh, uh, around the world death is passing by and uh, with all my heart I, I pray today that you're safe at home and when I say safe I'm not talking about from this sickness Uh, but safe from sin. And uh, here I want to quickly look uh, in this chapter and give you what the Lord has laid upon our heart. In verse 3, the Bible says, Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, uh, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house uh, take it according to the number of the souls. Every man, according to his eating, shall you count your count uh, for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. And uh, and this morning that we see that the safety was found uh, in the blood of the lamb. And the first thing I want us to see is the shadow. Of this blood, or the symbol of the lamb. Now, when you read this, I want you to understand that God was doing something much bigger uh, than just saving the Hebrew children. Uh, God was giving us in Exodus chapter twelve a shadow of uh, of another lamb that was going to come. Uh, this lamb that we're reading about, or these lambs that we're reading about that were sacrificed up down in Egypt, were symbolic of another lamb Uh, listen no type or no shadow in the bible is more clear than exodus chapter 12 i thought about john the baptist where uh, he was there in the the jordan river baptizing and one day he looked up and he saw jesus coming uh, over the hilltop of judea and he said behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Uh, this morning, this lamb that we're reading about in Exodus 12 is a shadow or a symbol of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Uh, this morning, the only hope you have of being saved is by the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Uh, this lamb was a shadow. Uh, this lamb was a symbol of the Lamb of God quickly I want you to think about the nature of the lamb the nature of the lamb of all the animals God could have picked he chose a lamb to be symbolic of his son Uh, did you know number one a lamb it was peaceful a peaceful lamb Uh, lambs they do not defend themselves Uh, they have they do not attack other animals they are a peaceful lamb I thought about where Jesus said in Matthew 11, 29 He said, I am meek and lowly, a peaceful lamb. Not only are lambs peaceful, but I thought about this. It was a picked lamb. Listen, this was not some idea that Moses and Aaron came up with. They didn't have a congregation meeting with the whole nation of Israel or the Hebrew people and say, y'all tell us what we need to do. But God said, listen, this is what you need Uh, this is what you must do this lamb uh, was chosen by God and by the way uh, it was chosen ahead of time uh, before the plague ever happened uh, before death ever came Uh, there's a a controversy now uh, with this plague in our nation where people are arguing about did we act soon enough uh, or did we react or are we being proactive or reactive I want to say listen this morning uh, I don't know all the answers to that but i do know this that long before man ever sinned long before sin ever touched the soul of man god had made provision for you and for me in choosing his son to be our sacrifice he was a pig lamb it was chosen by god and not another and not only that it was a pure lamb verse 5 it says your lamb shall be without blemish your lamb shall be without blemish It was a pure lamb without defect, without spot. This morning, Jesus Christ, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, Twenty-one. He hath made Him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Uh, Hebrews 4 and verse 15 it says He was tempted at all points like as we are uh, yet without sin. Uh, Hebrews 7, 26 uh, said He was holy, harmless, undefiled, uh, separate from sinners. Jesus uh, was a pure Lamb. Uh, before they could offer this Lamb uh, they had to look over Over its skin and its eyes and its ears and its mouth, and they had to inspect it to find uh, if there was any blemishes or any spots or any disease or any type of sores upon the flesh of the lamb. I'm glad, listen, for 33 and a half years, men. they inspected Jesus Christ. Uh, everywhere he went they followed him. They watched him. Uh, they listened to him. And there on that day when he died. Uh, the man that sent us to him to death. Pilate said. I find no fault in him. I'm glad today we've got a pure lamb. Uh, listen. Jesus is the pure spotless lamb of God. The nature of the lamb. Then I thought about this. The, ne- the need for the lamb. These people needed this lamb. Verse 12, he says, For I'll pass through the land of Egypt this night, and we'll smite all the firstborn land of Egypt. And it goes on to say, The blood shall be a table. When I say blood, I'll pass over you. These people, not only in the symbol of the lamb or the shadow of the lamb, I see the nature of the lamb as being symbolic, but I see the need for the lamb was symbolic. Uh, it was an urgent need. He said, This night! He said, this night I'll pass. He said, not tomorrow night. Not the next, not next week and not not a month from now or a year from now. But he said, tonight I'm going to pass through. Uh, it was an urgent need. And listen, this morning uh, I heard a wise man say one day, never put off tomorrow till tomorrow uh, what you can do today. Uh, James 4 says, our life is but a vapor uh, that appear for a little while and vanisheth away. Uh, the wise man in Proverbs said, boast not thyself. Uh, tomorrow Uh, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth Uh, Paul told the church at Corinth he says behold today is the day of salvation now is the accepted time God said this is an urgent need Uh, you need the lamb right now I say to you if you're watching this and you're not saved uh, you better run to the lamb right now Uh, don't wait till the death angel comes Uh, make preparations right now It was an urgent need, but it was a universal need. It said in verse 12, I'll smite all the firstborn in the land. In chapter 11, he said, from the household of Pharaoh. He said, all the way to the house of the maid, the servant that works behind the mill. From the highest to the lowest, from the greatest to the least... From the richest to the, most, to the most poor. To the strongest to the most weak. There was not one man, woman, boy or girl in Egypt. Who did not need the Lamb of God. And this morning, I'm here to tell you if you want to be safe at home, uh, you need to realize that you need the Lamb of God. There wasn't one person who could say, I don't need a lamb. I don't need any blood. I don't need a sacrifice. I've been good enough. I've done enough right. I, I'm, I'm such a no. Every person, everywhere needed that. The Bible said in Romans three twenty three: all have sinned and come short sure of the glory of God. This morning, you need Jesus more than you realize. Listen to me. God doesn't need me and he doesn't need you. Did you know that God was being God before we ever were? And God will still be God long after we are. But oh, how we need him right now in this country we live in. We need the Lord Jesus Christ more than we've ever needed him before. He didn't tell them to hide behind a bank account or hide behind their land and their influence and their position. He said, You've got to hide behind the lamb. It's an urgent need, it's a universal need. The shadows of the blood or the symbols of the blood, quickly, the shedding of the blood. Or the sacrifice of the lamb. Verse 6. It says kill it in the evening. Kill it in the evening. The shedding of the blood. The sacrifice of the lamb. I see a picture here. I see, a, I see something here bigger than what we think. And this morning I thought about Hebrews 9. 22 it says without the shedding of blood there is no remission and in this we see the blood supplied the blood supplied he didn't say tie the lamb out in front of your door and let him stay there and then the death angel will pass over he didn't say take the lamb inside and let him lay down and, and pet him and, and feed him and love on him and, and tell him how good he is he says this lamb must die his blood must be shed the blood had to be supplied you see living that lamb couldn't help them that lamb had to die and listen Jesus did not come to live he came to die he told them for this cause came out into the world. why did Jesus come he came so that his flesh could to be crucified on a cross, his blood can be shed, the blood had to be supplied revelations five twenty twelve it says the word is the lamb that was slain zechariah thirteen one in that day there shall be a fountain open to the house of David and the and the of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. Two thousand years ago, there was a fountain open up for sins, and it was the blood of Jesus Christ. I like the old song says there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath that flood that lose all their guilty stains. I like the verse that says, The dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day. And there may I, though vile as he, wash all my sins away. I thank God the blood's been supplied. God doesn't need your money. He doesn't need your help. He don't need our churches. The blood's been supplied by the Lord Jesus Christ. The blood's supplied. But then the blood applied. Not only does the blood supplied, but the blood had to be applied. In verse 7, it said, They shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorposts of the house wherein they shall eat it. Not only was the blood supplied, but it had to be applied. It wasn't enough for the blood to be in the lamb. And it wasn't enough for the blood to be in the basin. It had to be on the door. Every man had to take the blood of that lamb personally. And he had to apply it to the door of his house personally. He couldn't do it for somebody else and somebody else couldn't do it for him. The blood had to be applied. I want to ask you this morning, how, how, how was that blood applied? It was applied in faith. In faith. You say, what do you mean, Brother Martin? Well, by taking that blood and putting it on the doorpost of his house, he was saying, I believe the word of God. He had, they had faith in the word of God. Why were they doing this? Why were they going about this? Why were they taking this firstborn male without blemish and sacrificing it? Why were they carrying that blood in the basin and putting it on the doorpost? Because God had told them to. They were doing it on the Word of God. This morning, if you're basing your salvation on anything other than the pure, undefiled, unadulterated Word of God, you're in danger today. You're in danger. The death angel's going to find you. It's going to wreak havoc upon you you. You better trust the word of God. Have faith in the word of God. How firm is foundation. Ye saints of the Lord is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more could he say than you? He has said ye who to Jesus for refuge have fled. I'm glad I've got a Bible salvation. I'm not saved on my feet. I'm not saved because I was confirmed sprinkled, baptized. I'm not because I took the Lord's Supper, but I'm saved based on the Word of God. They did it by faith in the Word of God. They had faith in the Word of God. He had to have faith in the worth, in the worth of the lamb. When that man took that blood and put it on that doorpost, what he was doing by faith is he was saying, This lamb's good enough to save me. And not only is He good enough to save me, He's good enough to save my family. This morning we're saved by faith, not only in the Word of God, but we're saved by putting our faith in the worth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Over there, we read it already. It says, thou art worthy. Thou art worthy. This morning, we're, if you want to be safe at home, you must put your faith in the worthiness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, listen, I'm glad this morning we have a worthy Savior. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our uh, of our honor. He's worthy of our faithfulness. He's worthy of our love. He's worthy of our dedication. But before any of that, he, we must consider Him to be worthy of our faith. Listen, this morning we must trust the worthiness of Jesus Christ. Men will let you down. People will let you down. The church will let you down. And listen, preachers will let you down. But my Savior, He'll never leave you to let you down. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, it says he that believeth on Him shall never be confounded. He'll never be disappointed. Listen, He's worthy of our faith. The shedding of the blood, it's the sacrifice of the lamb, the shadow of the blood. we saw the symbol of the lamb. quickly in verse number four, we see the sharing of the blood, the sufficiency of the lamb. If the household be too little for the lamb, <coughs> let his neighbor. Let him and his neighbor next unto him take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your account for the lamb. The sharing of the lamb, the blood, or the sufficiency of the lamb. The Lord tells him in verse 4, He says, if your house is too small for the lamb, He says, then you can get a neighbor and bring him in and his family in. And it's amazing to me that He did not say, if your house... Is too big for the lamb, go find another lamb. But he said, if the lamb's too big for your house, what he was saying is, if you have more lamb than you need, if you have more lamb than your family requires, he says, don't keep it to yourself. He says, but open the door and call out to your neighbor, and tell him, say, I've got some lamb over here. If you want some lamb, I've got some lamb. What he was saying is tell your neighbor, I've got enough lamb for me, but I've also got enough lamb for you. And this morning, we should be sharing, we should be sharing the Lord Jesus Christ, and telling others that he can save them like he saved us. Listen to you and I, we should step outside the door and beckon unto all that pass by uh, come in and be safe with us as well the sharing of the blood quickly no matter how dark their sin the blood was sufficient for them you say what do you mean brother James you see once those people got behind that blood stained door you couldn't tell who they were you couldn't tell what they had done they could, you couldn't tell their past it was all hidden it was all covered by that blood that was on the door this morning no matter how dark your sin I want to share this with you the Lamb of God He's enough for you, He's sufficient for you Oh, listen, I don't care if you've dabbled in drugs or uh, immorality or alcohol or, or a permissive lifestyle. I don't care where you've been, how dark your sin may be. You may have raised your fist at God and blasphemed His holy name. But I want to call unto you from within the house and tell you, come inside. The blood is enough for you. No matter how dark the sin, no matter how desperate the situation, the blood's sufficient. I thought about this. Can you imagine the chaos in Egypt? As everybody ran, trying to get a lamb, trying to bring it, trying to get ready, and people are running frantically. And can you can you imagine? Here, here's a Hebrew man. He's got a young, he's got children at home, but he's got an oldest son who he's proud of. He's his pride and joy. That's his namesake. That's the heir to his home, the heir to his family. That's the one that's going to carry his name on to another generation. But this man can't find the lamb. He's looked everywhere, and he can see the dark shadows appearing. Night's about to come. Darkness is about to cover Egypt. And he's looking and he's, and he's and he's desperate. He's desperate. He's begging, I need a lamb. Somebody give me a lamb. And one of those Hebrews steps out and says, Hey, you can come in. Bring your children. Bring your wife. And this morning the lamb's sufficient. No matter how desperate your situation, you've tried everything but the Lord. You've tried to wash it. You've tried to drink. Them out uh, with money and, and wealth and, and power. Listen to me. Uh, you can come no matter how desperate the situation. Sharing of the blood. But I'm, I'm done. In verse number 13, I want us to look at the sheltering of the blood or the safety of the lamb. The only ones who were truly safe Were the ones who were behind the blood. This morning, you may you may live a long life and never once be infected by the coronavirus. Your family may live a long life and never be infected by the coronavirus. But in the end of life, I want to tell you, you're not safe. You're not safe. Because the only ones who are safe today, truly safe, I don't care how much Lysol you've got. I don't care how much chlorox you have. I don't care if you've got the best ventilators and breath and, and, and face masks and gloves. And, and I don't care how careful you're being, how many times you're washing your hands. You may be able to escape coronavirus, but you can't escape the death angel. You're not going to be able to hide from him. You can't escape him if you're not sheltered by the blood. I thought about this. I'm going to hurry. Uh, the first thing I thought, you're safe this morning. We can be safe. From the, they were safe from that, from the death that approached them, the protection of the Lamb. The death angels passing over the world right now. I saw yesterday the faces of many that have died from this, and the death angels passing over, and he's calling people, and he's beckoning unto them. And God said, if you want to be safe from the death, That's approaching you. You must be protected by the blood of the Lamb. Did you know this morning the only ones that were saved were the ones behind the blood can you imagine as the cries began to echo out down the streets and the highways of Egypt as one mother and father found a dead son and another and they began to shriek and to mourn and to cry and to wail and weep those people who were behind the blood they were safe and sound they were safe and sound and neighbor one day judgment's going to fall on this sin cursed world and one day the wrath of God is going to be poured out oh, but I've got news for you I'm not going to be here for that I'm going to be safe at home with the Lord Jesus Christ safe from the death that approached them then in verse 12 we see not only would they be safe from the death that approached them but they'd be safe from the darkness around them that's the provision of them. It talked about it being at night and you know, at night everything's just a little bit scarier at night, and these people were in the hall, the doors and the walls of their homes, and darkness surrounded them. But he told them to take that lamb and go in and eat it. You see, not only was that lamb going to keep them safe, or, or, or give them safety from death, but it was going to give them strength for the night that same lamb that kept them from the death angel that same lamb that protected them that same lamb that sheltered them from the death angel was going to be sufficient to provide for them to strengthen them to give them what they need he said i want you to take it and roast it with fire they were to be reminded of the judgment on that lamb as they ate that lamb they were reminded that lamb was judged for them that lamb burned for their sins this morning I want to tell you something two thousand years ago Jesus Christ was burned by the wrath of God on the cross for our sins he said unleavened bread. That was to remind them of the justness of the lamb. It was without sin. It was just in its word and its deed. In the Bible, leaven is a type of sinful conduct and sinful doctrine. Jesus talked about the leaven of the Pharisees. Over there, Paul wrote to the church of Corinth how those members were like leaven. Uh, they were impure. They were fornicators committing sin. And Jesus, when, we, when we're in the house, we need to be reminded that he was just. But then bitter herbs, he said, eat bitter herbs with it. That reminds him of the journey, the journey. He was telling them there's going to be some tough days ahead. And this morning, there's still going to be tough days ahead of you and I. But thank God the Lord's enough to get us through the darkest of times and the toughest of days. And we should be willing to suffer with Christ. Philippians 3.10 says, that I might know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. We should be able to suffer with Christ. We should be willing to suffer for Christ. Philippians 1 29 I believe it's Philippians 1 29 it says that for unto him for unto you is given on behalf of Christ not only to believe but uh, on him but to suffer for his sake and listen this morning I know there's a lot of people preachers they are arguing about this but listen to me Uh, we're we're trying to do what's best for us here and now and and when they open the movie theaters and they open up the ball fields and they open up the bars and the casinos and then they tell us we can't go to church then you're going to find out how much backbone we really got and, and I want to say this morning we ought to be willing to suffer not only with Christ but for Christ the bitter herbs are a picture of the journey finally not only was he going to give them, keep them safe from the death that approached them and the darkness that surrounded them around them but he would keep them safe from the day ahead of them I, I'm not going to get into this too much but verse 10-11 it tells them that they, he told them three things they needed to do He said, girt your loins, put on your shoes, and hold your staff. Why? Because the next day, the next day, they were going on a trip. They were leaving out. And This morning, I'm thankful that not only can Jesus keep me safe from the death that's approaching me, and he keeps me safe from the darkness that's around me, but thank God he's keeping me safe from the day that's ahead of me listen to me this morning there's coming a day uh, when the Lord's going to descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel on the dead in Christ will rise and we which are alive and remain will be caught up together with them and so shall we ever be with the Lord and the Bible says therefore comfort one another with these words did you know what helped them get through that long night as they knew when the morning came uh, they were leaving out uh, when the morning came uh, they were going to tell Pharaoh goodbye uh, when the morning came they were going on a journey never to come back again And friend today you and I we're safe for the day that's ahead of us and one day we're going on a trip and we're going to tell this world goodbye we're going to tell this world goodbye if you're lost I want you to take note and, and, and I want you to see and think about these empty churches and one day there's going to be an empty church on every corner because God's children are going to be gone God's children are going to be gone I end this with an illustration I read this week. Many years ago, there was a young man in uh, Spain that was falsely accused of a crime, imprisoned and sentenced to death. And uh, this young man wrote to his mother and, and, and people he knew and told him about what was going on. And, and, uh, and come to find out this young man was a citizen of the United States and he was born uh, in England. He was born in England and a citizen of the United States. So his mother reached out to the, to the, to the government of America and the government of England. And they, their ambassadors that were there in Spain began to intervene. And they began to go and try to plead with the court system and with the judges and said, listen, you can't kill this young man. He's innocent and he's a citizen. He's a citizen of America. He was born in England. You can't do this. And they began to try to rally people to try to save his life. And the judge refused to listen. The Spanish government refused to listen. And they said, we're going to kill this man. He's going to die. And the day came and the executioner came out. They brought this young man before a fire squad to kill him and before before he was blindfolded his hands were tied behind his back and they said the story says that the ambassador for America he ran and put an American flag over that young man and the ambassador from England took the the flag of England and wrapped it around that man and those two ambassadors stood by him and told them said you can shoot him if you will but the moment you kill him you're going to fall under the wrath of the two most powerful nations in the whole world and I want to say and the story says that man was saved they spared his life and this morning if you're here and you're, you're listening to me and you're not safe there's somebody stronger than the United States of America and the United Kingdom it's the Lord Jesus Christ and what we need today is not to be covered by a flag but to be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ And you can shoot at me if you want, but I'm covered by something that's impenetrable, that's indestructible, and that from now through all eternity is going to keep me safe. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to preach the word. I pray for those that are lost that listen, that their hearts might be touched and they might be saved. I pray you give them the courage they need. Lord, to pick up the phone and call us or to come by and see us. Lord God, I pray that for those that are saved, saved this morning, that you'd help us to stay strong. Help us not be weary and well-doing. Lord, help us to look towards the day, the day when the sun is going to rise in the east with healing in his wings. We love you, Lord. We thank you for all these things. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.